I hope y'all came to listen tonight. Got some important things to say. This is one of those messages that is it's really important. I hope you'll listen. And I hope you'll remember. And if you want the notes, I'll give you the notes. So you can remember. But this is mighty important. First Timothy chapter 1. Let's go there and we'll read three verses to get started with. This is on the subject that Wednesday night's been on for the most part for the past three years. And uh, spiritual warfare. And this is down the nitty gritty. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went, on, which went before on thee. That, by, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Well, that sounds kind of rough, don't it? But that's what happens. Uh, that is what happens. Now, warfare involves enemies that are seen and those that are not seen. Do you realize that? When we talk about warfare, we think about everybody lining up on both sides and everybody's got a gun and or something and we're shooting at each other somehow. That's what we've kind of got this picture in our mind of warfare, but it's much more than that. There's much more involved in it than that. I always thought it was dumb how the British fought in the Revolutionary War. You know, they come over here, they're red in suits and shining and all lined up and just line up and shoot at each other. Well, they lost because that, that, the Americans didn't fight them that way. They hid behind trees and just shot them. Mm-hmm. It's not the enemy you see that's most likely to do you in. It's the ones you don't see. That's the ones that are going to get you. While you're looking and thinking you're seeing the real enemy, no, he's going to get you unbeknownst to you. And so to survive, we've got to be able to recognize the enemy. Uh, we've really majored on that a lot. You got to, first thing about it is you got to recognize the enemy and identify him, whether he's hiding or out in the open. You got to know who he is. You got to know who your enemy is. You got to know every angle that he's going to come at you, and you got to be aware of it. You can't just be focused on one spot to the exclusion of everything else. You've got to watch your back. You've got to watch your sides. You've got to watch everything. In any war, there are spies. There are double agents. There are traitors. And there are snipers. And there are landmines and booby traps and infiltrators. And there's always a constant campaign to spread false information. That's what war really is. Now, if spiritual warfare, the God and the Word of God, especially in the New Testament, has made it very plain that that is the situation that we're in. We're soldiers in a war. 
And it's not a war that we fight with carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's a spiritual warfare. And so we've got to learn to recognize and discern the spirits. Not just what we see other people do, but the spirit that accompanies the message, the words, the songs, whatever comes from the enemy. So there's all these spies and, and all this, these, these matters involved in war. And this is also very true in the matter of spiritual warfare. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 13 through 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. He wears a disguise. He doesn't, he, he presents himself differently than what he really is. A spy doesn't come and tell you, I'm a spy. A sniper doesn't holler at you from the tree or the cave or the rock he's hiding in and say, hey, I'm up here, I'm fixing to shoot you. Doesn't do that. Satan's transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, do you know that Satan has ministers? Ministers of the gospel. How you like that? I had a Mexican at the, at the border, well, at the checkpoint beyond the border. He asked me that one time. After holding me up for two hours, that's what he finally asked me. He said, well, are you a, you a minister of Satan or a minister of God? And I said, well, I'm a minister of God. And he let me go. But evidently he knew there was such a thing as a minister of Satan. So it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. They're going to get what's coming to them. But for the time being, they're spies. They're double agents. They're infiltrators. They're working and they're not only in the churches, they're all over the internet and all over everything else, all over all the media, everywhere. They're everywhere. The ministers of Satan. Most of those who profess to be ministers now are not a part of the church or the churches. They're out there on their own. They've got their own ministries named after their name. Amen. That's right. They're doing their own thing. Our adversary, the devil, is coming. He's cunning when it comes to disguising himself as a messenger of truth and light. He's good at that. He's good at disguising himself as a minister of truth because he'll come at you with the truth. Now, you've got to, got to get that. He's not going to come and lie right in your face so that you'll recognize that he's lying. He'll come at you with truth. He'll come appearing to be a minister of righteousness. He may be real strict in his standards. He may be real strict in his doctrine. But if you'll pay attention to the rest of this, there's some things that will uncover him. How do you win in a war? How do they uncover the spies? How do they find the snipers? How do they find the landmines and the booby traps and all of that? How do they discover the false information? Well, they're diligently looking and searching and studying and checking. Do you do that with everything that you read, listen to, watch? Do you? Do you diligently check it for its source? 
And I'm talking about its source being evil or good. Is its source from the world or is its source from God and something holy or from the Word of God? Is its source based on truth or is it coming from out yonder somewhere? You can't get snoops to check it for you because they'll lie to you too. I've caught them lying. The world's full of lies. It's all a lie. You can't believe anything now. So you ought to check. You ought to be discerning about everything you read, you study, you look at, you watch, you listen to. And you ought to have some critical thinking about that stuff, about where it is coming from. But I think that very few people even ask themselves that. Where is it coming from? They just drink it down. No matter where it came from. Without considering it. So it's that skill that the devil has that he'll overcome you with. If you're not willing to heed the warnings and the wisdom of the watchman God has put in your life. Your parents. Yeah. Preachers that are preaching the truth to you. Others that are brothers and sisters, family, people that love you. But we're at a great disadvantage in this generation because no one is disposed to take advice or counsel or instruction from old soldiers or anyone else. They're going to fight the war themselves the way they think's best without any training, without any knowledge, without any experience, they're going to do it and think they're going to win. No, they're not going to win. What happens to the new recruit that's fresh out of school that comes to the battlefield where the bullets are flying and he won't listen to anybody tell him about anything about what's going on? Well, he don't last long. And that's the situation that we're in right now. Most people are are eager to have their ears tickled with allegories and that kind of preaching and teaching or teaching filled with emotional or witty illustrations so they can marvel in it all. Itching ears. They'll t- well, here it is. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. For the time will come, talking about the days we're living in right now, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They won't endure sound doctrine. What's sound doctrine? Based on the Word of God. What the Bible says. They won't endure that. They won't put up with it. They won't stay with it. But they'll heap to themselves teachers. Tell me something new. Explain it in a, in a better way so I can understand. And so... They have itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Such as all the types and shadows in the Old Testament. People are big on that. Well, I know there's types and shadows in the Old Testament and that's real good. But a type and a shadow ain't near as good as the real thing. We got the real thing. Jesus has come. Why not look at Him instead of the shadow and the type? Why not rejoice in that and worship Him? as He is, instead of the shadows and types and being all marveled in all of that. Such as Israel and Jewish history and culture. I know people that have lost their minds because they are so wrapped up in Jewish culture and history and that's where they live. 
Every Saturday you hear Shabbat Shalom, I mean, from them. You ain't no Jew. What are you trying to act like one for? What are you thinking, thinking here? And what are you worshiping? The Jews crucified Christ. Yes, sir. It, we're not to go back to their type of worship. Amen. And so it shouldn't be so fascinating, but everybody loves that. And I know people, I know people, like people come to the mill. You got people that live by you. They're all around us here. Some of them are highly educated school teachers, and some of them, I don't know what they are, but they've, they've got all of that knowledge, that false information in their head about all of that. And they're all caught up in that marvelous, and they think they know more than everybody else does. Or any kind of methodical, orderly plan or system or scheme to achieve certain goals, like a, a happy home, or a fairy tale marriage, or financial success. They love all of that stuff. That's what everybody wants now. They want that. They don't want sound doctrine that changes their life, that they have to change their habits, lifestyle, opinions to conform to. They don't want that. They want the preacher to preach stuff that will conform to them and build them up into this nonsense that we've been talking about. A lot of people even love to hear preaching on spiritual warfare and all the practical aspects as it applies to everyday life. Let me tell you something. Very, very few actually receive believe and apply the knowledge gained and, and, and actually resist the devil and hold their ground against him. They simply marvel in how much they know about the subject. So anybody that's listening to me, that's what I just said about this. You know, a lot of people listen to these messages on this subject especially. But if you don't apply it in your life, and if it don't do you any real practical good, it's no better for you than the fables that everybody else is preaching about. Your knowledge ain't going to do nothing for you unless, it, unless you apply it in your life. No advice is desired, solicited, received, or applied in the lives of the average professing Christian of this generation in any matter of life. It doesn't matter what it is, what subject, what how it applies to not everything. Nobody wants any advice. Nobody wants to listen to anything. Nobody wants any correction. And especially if it's anything to do with the old ways and the way it always has been, they don't want to hear that. It's all new. This is a new generation. Don't you know they discovered the world? They discovered everything. They found a better way for everything. Yeah. No warning is heeded, but is rejected out of hand with eye rolls and smirks because that's just how the old people thought in their time. And it's out of date and it doesn't apply now. That's the attitude of this generation that's going to lose the war. Yes, sir. Yep. This generation that is pure in their own eyes, Proverbs 30 and verse 12, has absolutely no respect for or use for the counsel of those who've learned through first-hand experience the wiles of the enemy. 
How in the world do you think somebody can live 40, 50, 60 years as a Christian, I mean as a devoted Christian who's been under attack by the devil for that long and they haven't learned some things about him? How could you be so foolish as to not desire some wisdom, some advice, some counsel? In earthly warfare, the weapons may change and be improved, and they certainly are. I mean, they're getting more deadly all the time with everything they can come up with. Man's at his best when he's trying to invent ways to kill each other. But let me tell you something. The strategy of war never changes. It's fixed, static. It doesn't change. It's always the same. Anybody that studies war now, they go back to ancient history and study all the battles and all of the strategy. And, all, and Satan is the master strategizer of war. He is the, the one. The way he works is exactly the way that men strategize in their warfare when they go to make war. But that's what this generation is ignorant about. The strategy. They're ignorant of the strategy. They somehow think they're better equipped than all those who came before them because of all the knowledge they have, so they're more secure. They feel more secure because they have all this knowledge. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Men keep inventing machines to do their work for them and gadgets. And every time we invent something that'll do it for us, we lose that skill. Yes. And nobody has it anymore. And so we're getting dumber and dumber and dumber. Yes. And more helpless and more helpless and more helpless. Is that right? Yes. Absolutely right. And that's just how it is in this matter too. We think because we know so much and because we've got so quick access to everything we need to know, we can Google it and we can find the answer to any question we have. That's how people find out everything now. You can ask Google how to be saved. You don't have to ask the preacher. You don't have to read your Bible. Ask Google. So it's all at hand. And so relax, man. devil can't get us. We know too much. And so to them, all the warnings from those who've been in the battle for a lifetime seem like rants and musing of old folks. Right. Old fools. It's the way to look at it. Payday someday. You just better remember that. Mm -hmm. all right. The enemy you do not see is the one that's going to get you. He's going to do the greatest damage to you. Or he's going to completely destroy you. It's the one you don't see. I wonder how many of you have learned that already in your life. You thought you had it all covered. And he sneaked in the back door. You're like the man that planted wheat. And then, and then while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. And when it came up, there's the tares with the wheat. Who's done this? An enemy hath done this. While you were asleep. That's the way it works. The enemy does his very best to stay hidden from you in the works 
and the design he has for your demise. The devil. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's got a plan for you and you. Every person in here, every one of these children, he has got a strategy and a plan to destroy them. All of us. If we'd really believe that and realize that, it'd change the way we deal with this matter. Spies and double agents and traitors and snipers and landmines and booby traps and infiltrators never are out in the open where you can readily see them. False information is not labeled as such, but it's presented as truth with verification. All you got to do is just lie and then have another lie to back it up and everybody believes it. Well, if Snoop says it's true, it's true. If Snoop says it ain't true, then it's not true. That's the way the world's operating. Are you that way? <laughs> All these things are cleverly designed and prepared to escape your notice. All the things that the devil's got in mind for you, he's got it planned so that you're not going to notice. That's his hope of success with you, is that you ain't going to be paying attention. He's going to be able to slip it in on you while he's got you looking over here. Many times they're accompanied by a distraction that'll get your attention so that you'll notice, uh, so that, so you will not notice what you're about to step on or fall into or swallow. If you got a landmine or a booby trap set, I mean, isn't that the smartest thing to do is fix something over here that they'll be looking at what, so they won't see. Right? Watch it. While you're thinking about something else, he's going to slip one in on you. Well, I wish people would listen tonight. I wish you'd listen. And I wish you'd think about this. There's some more I want to say here. And it's the most important part. The enemy will make you think you're about to trap him while he's leading you into his snare. And this is how things are working right now with all the information that's available online and in social media. You better take heed tonight what I'm going to say. This ought to be delved into much deeper than what I'm going to tonight. But I'm just going to tell you, the enemy is everywhere. And the enemy is in everything. And it's even among those who profess to be Bible-believing Christians. They're being used to spread the, the poison, the false information, the lies, the, the mental poison that he's spreading in the minds of people. That's polluting their minds and their thinking. The enemy's everywhere. Remember, the battle's in the mind, and all this information is aimed at fascinating your mind and therefore leading you into snares. Do you like to be fascinated with things that you read or listen to? Do you like to hear some new thing or hear somebody that's got a new twist on everything or that just knows all the answers or that's real sharp at debating or cutting or putting down or... You know, man, I'm out of it. I'm out of the world. I, I've had it with all of them. That's true. 
all of these talkers and all of these debaters and all of these politicians and all of the noise from this world, these newscasters and commentators, and I don't care how conservative you think they are, they're of the world. And they're agents of Satan. Yes, sir. And we're listening to them. And we're taking the hook. The battle's in the mind. He wants to fascinate your mind. He want, and it creates mental snares. Listen to me. Logical snares. Snares in your life. You, all of a sudden, your, your thinking don't work. When you hear this from this person, all of a sudden, you got to put that with all of this from here and what you hear in church and what you've learned in your... Well, now, you know, what are you going to do now? Because what he said, he proved that it was a fact. No, he didn't. He didn't. You just think he did. Mixing lies and truth until you don't know the difference. Everything starts off. I've noticed this. This is what I hate. And this is how I recognize the devil right out of the gate. Everything starts off by denying established truths. We have newly discovered evidence. Newly discovered facts. Another one is what what they have been hiding from you. We're going to show you what they've been hiding from you. Who's they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the churches. It's the people of God. It's the people who've had the truth. They've been hiding this stuff from you. You know, all those books of the Bible that should have been in there but are not. All kinds of things like that. Don't want to get ahead of myself. They also say what they don't want you to know. That's their sales pitch. That's their open argument. That's the devil. Yes. Yes. He's lying to you. He's saying what what he's saying is they're hiding it from you. They've lied to you. They don't want you to know. No. My mama didn't lie to me. And my school teachers didn't lie to me 60 years ago when they taught me the history of this country and what was right and wrong. What, is, what that means is you are fixing to get lied to big time. And open your mouth wide so you can fit the hook in there real good. Because everybody perks up and listens and they want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, something's been hidden from me because everybody's after that knowledge. Drink it in. Tell me some more. Got itching ears. I want to hear it. Not the truth, like it's always been. I want to hear it a little different. I want to hear it the modern way, where it fits me better, where it includes everybody so better in this day. There are books that were left out of the Bible that's supposed to be in there. Flat earth people, aliens, UFOs, giants that used to be. Time travelers and all of that nonsense. And monsters and Bigfoots and always some mysterious thing that just fascinates everybody. Bigfoot's real, you know. He's out there. <laughs> it, it amazes me that people will try so hard to believe a lie. And, re and, and stand so stubborn against the truth. 
The truth will make you free. What does all these lies do to you? you? We laugh at that stuff, but it ain't no laughing matter anymore. You don't know how many people are going off the edge over this stuff. Right out of the church pews. I mean, they're losing their minds. And they're nuts. And they become blasphemers and unbelievers and enemies of the cross. I know some of them who swallowed this stuff because they kept listening and kept listening instead of recognizing the voice of the enemy. Poor soldiers. Poor soldiers. Maybe they had poor training. I don't know. Anybody can be a traitor. Even the well-trained ones. You got to be willing to fight. You got to be willing to resist the devil. There are people that are these there are people who are mixing the Bible with all that stuff and claiming to be aliens. Somebody told me about somebody that's on the radio and talking and they'd been listening to him, you know, and uh, or told me about somebody had been listening to him and they thought he was really neat and had a lot of good things to say until one day he told them he was uh, his father was an alien from Neptune and he'd been there. He'd been to Neptune. <laughs> Do you believe, do you understand that people keep on listening to him even though he said that? (laughs) Claiming to be aliens or the offspring of aliens who travel to other planets and they have, they have a large audience among many who say they're Bible believing Christians. I know this is a fact because I know a lot of people who listen to that garbage. That's why I'm crying out against it here tonight. Don't you do it. You better turn that stuff off. You better turn away from it. I'm telling you, it's the enemy who's hiding and he's going to get you. That's a sniper. That's a landmine you're fixing to step on. That's a spy. He's he's not what he says he is. That's, That's the devil. There's a large online community of apostates and reprobates who've banded together on social media to demonize everything about their upbringing as Christians. Amen. Now y'all just stay quiet if you want to, but I'm going to nail it as hard as I can. They're a bunch of rebels they, that hate God. And you say, well, I know something. No, they would not be doing it if they love God. They wouldn't be crusading against the churches and orthodoxy. And they would be saying something about real Christians. But they're not. They're crusading to destroy the church. They're the devil. They're the agents of the devil. They're the enemies of God. They're the enemies of your soul. And you better recognize them and mark them and you better run from them. They're listened to and followed by many of the young people who are still in churches and trying to live for the Lord and raise their families. I know some of these people. I know some of these people who are involved in all of that. I knew them when they were young. I know them now. And I know what they're about. And there's 
There's a, they, they, these people, along with those in the media, they've allied themselves against God and His people by making movies that are nothing but hit pieces, like this bright, shining people movie that just came out here a while back. It's a hit piece against the church. That's what it's meant to do. Listen to me, man. I'm fixing to prove it here. This is all the work of Satan himself, and it's working very well for him. I don't know. Maybe all of you don't even know who that, what that's about. That's about Bill. Ga- uh, Bill, uh, help me. I want to say Gaither, and it's Gothard. Bill Gothard, and all of that mess that happened years ago. And and the Duggars and all of that. Well, if they come to me and said, we want to make a reality show about your family, I'd say, no way, you bunch of devils. I ain't come, I ain't, I don't care how much money you're going to offer me. I'm not giving my family to you. You're of the devil. And they're out to destroy it. There ain't no TV network or Hollywood or anybody else of this world out to show the world what a Christian family is really like. They're out to destroy the church and God's people and the wor- everything about God, the work of God. See what they've done? You see what they did with it? So, they've allied themselves together, all of these enemies of God. This is all the work of Satan himself and it's working very well for him because of the lack of discernment among those who are still trying to live a separate and holy life for God in this ungodly world. They sit in churches just like here, us. And they still see that stuff. They still listen to that stuff. They still give ear to them. Give them an open door. Come and tell me. Tell me all you know. All the dirt. All the filth. All the rot. All the bad things that you know about anybody. Tell me. No, I don't want to hear it. I know enough bad stuff. I don't have to get on there and search for it or let them tell me some more. These are snipers. They're double ages. The landmines that are going to destroy and take out many because they'll not heed the warning to avoid them. Mark my words. It's going to take them, take them out. It may take out some here. All this and much more is absolutely unbiblical and ungodly by the most basic guidelines for right thinking given in the Word of God. What about Philippians chapter 4, verse 8? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Instruction for how to think. What to think about. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise... Think on these things. Where does that allow for all that garbage to come from? That ought to be right there. That verse ought to be enough for you to say, no, I ain't listening to that. I'm not listening to you. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to watch that. What kind of mind would condemn the righteous with the wicked? Which is what they're doing. This is exactly what all this propaganda from hell on the internet is about. It's condemning the just. Mm -hmm. Good is evil. Evil is good now. Do you know what that means? That means if you love Christ and you're trying to live right in this world, you are evil now. If you're a pervert or a transgender or anything, you're good. That's good. 
And you are evil and crazy for believing this book and believing in truth. That's where we're at. That's what it's aimed to do. There have always been tares among the wheat. And there always will be. You can go back into churches. You can go beyond that. Go all the way back through the Old Testament and you'll find wickedness in the place where righteousness ought to be. Solomon said that in Ecclesiastes. It's always been that way. So it is no surprise and there's nothing different. So why try to classify everybody all together? Those movies like that and all of those online forums and groups with all of that bunch. What is the aim? What is the effect of that? It makes everybody think evil of everybody that goes to church or everybody that has Baptists on their name, especially independent Baptists. That's what it does. And you know that's what it does. And they know that's what it does and that's why they're doing it. They want to see it all closed down, all villainized. What will it come to? I mean, will they want to see us all dead too? Would they if they had their way, if they had free reign? What would they do with all these people that they hate so bad? That are ruining everybody's lives. Would they discriminate between the, the evil ones and the good ones? No. No. What about the wheat? What about the wheat? What about the true people of God who have lived godly, righteously in this present evil world and finished their course well? What about them? Are they all gone? And it's nothing left but this evil perversion and, and immoral rot that we hear about all the time? Is that all that's left? No! That's not all that's left. It's all the work of Satan. Now the Bible... Why would anyone who claims to be a child of God want to allow God-haters and apostates and reprobates to fill their mind with all the filth and rotten things that have happened in the past? Why do you want to hear it? Why do you want to know about it? I don't want to know about it. I've... I've I've only got so much time in every day and I'd rather be thinking on the truth. I'd rather be thinking on things that are pure. I'd, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, I'd rather be thinking about that than finding out some other dirty thing that somebody wants to tell me. It's true. It's all the work of Satan. They're his agents. Beware. You've been warned. Now I've warned you tonight. Plain as day. Plain as I can make it. You're fooling with the devil himself. You better say no. You better shut that door. The enemy is there. He's hiding in there. The Bible doesn't hide the wrong things done by people like Abraham and David and Moses and on and on and on and on and on. Does it? We know about the things they did that were wrong. But it, but the Bible informs us about them without condemning the whole of the people of God in the process. That's quite a different approach, isn't it? Yes, sir. Than what these people are taking? Yes, yes it is. Yes, now, there's some things that identify the enemy. This is important. His voice. His words. Listen to me. They're filled with violence. 
And so anyone under His influence will speak with His spirit of violence. And I'm talking about destructive violence with malice and hatred. Did you hear me? How do you identify the enemy? His voice. His spirit. There'll be violence there. There'll be malice there. There'll be hatred there. He's a murderer. Satan's a murderer and he's out to kill and to destroy. And that spirit oozes out of his most cleverly disguised lies. If you're watching and listening for it. He's a destroyer. He's not a giver of life. He's an insider of thoughts and of malice. And thoughts of contempt and hatred. He's an insider of that. He doesn't incite thoughts of mercy, forgiveness, or restoration. That's all fake when they talk about that. Yes, They're fake. They're lying. They're really not forgiven because you can tell when the malice comes out of them toward God's people, toward the truth. Why is this King James Bible hated so bad? Why don't they hate the NIV or any of the other of them? Why? Why is it this one alone? that they hate and have malice toward and want to get rid of. This tells, it identifies them to me. Proverbs 10 verse 6, Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The wicked, they're, part, they're under the influence of Satan. So whatever they say, there it is. Their mouth is covered with violence. Proverbs 10 verse 11. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. So you see what I'm telling you? How do you know the difference? How do you identify the enemy, the devil? Look for that spirit of malice and violence and hatred. Yep. When you're reading, look for it. When you're watching something, reels, videos, movies, watch for it. If you're listening to whatever, we don't have CDs anymore. People, that's obsolete. If you're listening to whatever on the internet, podcast, whatever, listen for that spirit of violence in the voice. Yes. Listen for it in the music. That's what I don't understand about people. It's all this contemporary music. I mean, I hear it, I see it around and people using it. And the moment I hear it, I recognize mm -hmm. that violence. Yes, sir. That spirit of violence in that music. What's the matter with everybody? The devil don't even have to hardly try to hide anymore. Right. He can just roar right out in front of everybody and everybody just don't even notice. I can recognize His music. I can recognize His voice, His Spirit in the music. I don't care what they're saying with their words. The music says it. Yes, The violence, the noise. Listen for it. Listen for that spirit of violence in the message. The message. You understand what I'm talking about? Some people say, well, you're being awful violent tonight. Listen to that. No, we're talking about malice. 
And I have malice toward the devil. Yes, sir. That's what I'm fighting tonight. And you ain't going to overcome that. I mean, you're going to have to fight fire with fire there. You ought to hate evil. Do you know that the Bible says that we are supposed to hate evil? And we're supposed to stand for what is right. I hate evil. I hate it. I hate lies. I hate the devil. I hate the people that he uses the people to lie to us also. I hate it. That it's destroying souls. That it's destroying the world and humanity. God will not deal. This is your warning that it's the enemy. No matter what he's saying or how much he's evoking God in his message, listen for that, that malice, that contempt for what is right and for God and his word and his people. God will not deal with your mind that way to teach you something. The Holy Spirit of God will not incite you to destructive violence and malice toward other people. James chapter 3 verse 17, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you tonight? You're hungry for understanding. You're hungry for knowledge. Go to God. Go to the Word of God. He'll deal with you that way. You won't have to put up with the malice and the violence and the hatred and the contempt for what is right. Search for understanding and knowledge in the Scriptures and you'll experience this gentle voice filled with love and patience and gentleness without the violence and contempt you hear everywhere else. So the voice. How you identify the devil? By his voice. You identify him by his dishonesty, by his lies and hypocrisy. The devil's a liar. And he's the prince of all that lie and deceive. And he's the master at it. And he's very skilled at it. And anything that contradicts the word of God is a lie. And therefore is clearly the enemy of your soul and your God. Pay attention. Know what the Bible says. And when you see, when you hear the lie, the contradiction of the word of God, you know who's talking to you. Right? Yes. You know who's behind it. Look for the lie, the deception, the guile. And when you spot it, flee because it's the enemy in disguise trying to trap you. He, how do you identify him? He's the accuser of the brethren. In his message, be it ever so subtle, he will sow discord in your mind and your heart toward the people of God. Mark it. He'll slip it in there. He will accuse your brethren to you. The people of God in general. He'll make you, he'll suggest, he'll work on you so that you have this contempt and hatred and, and distaste for these people of God. Who live right. Who try to live right. Who live cleaner than you do. That's always the thing. His goal is to destroy your trust and confidence in anyone who claims to be a Christian. What is, the, what is among those seven things that God hates? He that soweth discord among brethren. 
So you know the devil's in that. He means to separate you from the herd, so to speak, so he can take you on by yourself alone with no one to help you, protect you, or back you up. That's what he does. He'll get you off alone, whatever he has to do. He have to get you turned against the people of God so that you'll get away from them. You're alone. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. He's the accuser of the brethren. When you sense that you're being enticed to think evil of God's people, the church, the old ways, purity, righteousness, other people who live clean lives, you're under attack by the enemy. I wouldn't listen to nobody. I don't care how well they're preaching. I've listened to preachers that preach real good. And then something like that will come up. That's it. That's it for me. When I spot these things, I don't care if it's an independent Baptist, Bible-believing, King James-only preacher, I'm done with him. If he is doing any of these things, because that's the devil. That ain't the Holy Spirit of God. Know the difference. Look for the difference. Learn to discern the difference. And diligently watch. Run, run quickly and escape for your life. You're in more danger than if you were in the crosshairs of a sniper when he's about to get you to start hating on the people of God. You're about to be deceived in a way that cannot be undone. That's mighty important right there. How many people you ever know that turned against the people of God that ever came back? They're gone. Enticement to the world, its ways, its wisdom, its praise and acceptance. That's how you can identify the enemy. He's going to get you. He's going to keep saying, come on over here. When you find yourself comparing yourself to the people of the world, the enemy is close enough for you to smell his odious stench. When you're being enticed to seek their wisdom, are you listening to me concerning money or security or wealth? You better wake up and pay attention to who's talking to you. Let us teach you. <laughs> you don't need the Philistines to teach you about God and how and life and how to arrange your life, how to maintain everything in your life. You don't need the world's wisdom. That's right. When the when this when you find yourself learning from and copying the world, now you're listening. To make yourself attractive and beautiful. You better realize who's leading your mind into those thoughts. It's not God. I'll tell you that. For sure and for certain. Where's the wisdom coming from that commands you to abstain from meats and instructs you on how to take care of your body? Where's all that wisdom coming from that everybody's drinking in nowadays? Mm -hmm. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 5. Through 5. This is good enough for me right here. And it's from God. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. That's where we're at right now. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, 
which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Now, you either believe the word of God or you don't. That's this the way it is. You either believe God or you believe what the world says. And they change it every few years or every few months. Eggs are bad for you. No, they're good for you. You know, I don't believe nothing they say. I don't take any of their advice about anything concerning all of that. I've been alive 66 years so far. And I've just ate what I had. You know, regular food like beans and potatoes and stuff like that. Lots of them. Lots of them. (laughs) Worked hard. That's how I made it to this this place here. I watch other people who are doing all this stuff, listening to their advice, and they're all crippled and poisoned and sickly and failing and dying. No, I don't want their advice. I don't need their advice. Where's it coming from? What kind of spirit is it that leads your mind into thinking there's a pill or an herb or some witch's brew for every ailment or mood or problem that you got in life or with your body? Would that be the Spirit of God? Of course not. We've talked about it. I know people not far from here who were, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. I guess if they think it works, they'd still do it. But they would put certain kinds of oil on them before they prayed because it Change the frequency so they could pray better. That's pure witchery. Yes, it is. It's pure evil. Yes, it is. But they're Baptists. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't see any harm in that? Mm-hmm. You don't see anything wrong with that? Well, the devil's got them. Yeah. And he's using them to recruit other people yes, in is. the churches. And somebody needs to say something about it. So that's why I'm saying something about it. Yes, sir. Relaxation of moral standards. That's how you can tell that it's the devil talking to you. Particularly concerning sex and the relationship between the genders, including man and wife. Now, the devil wants to break down everything. Husband and wife, the home, the order of God, everything. But the relaxation of moral standards. Just, just kick back, you old prude, you old Puritan. That, those are dirty words now, see. Puritan was something right and holy. <laughs> they were good people. They raised, they're the reason this country got started here. They raised those people who were people of honor. And, that, and the record is clear. I don't care what you say. You can talk about Salem witch hunts and all of that. Now you're full of baloney. Those people were holy people. And their motto was to raise their children to know God, to love God, and to enjoy God forever. And they were pretty successful at it. Yes, sir. And now it's a dirty word. Puritan. You prude. You're just holier than thou. You think you can't, you, you gotta dress like that, you gotta do, you know, there's nothing wrong now with a bikini or a g-string. That's acceptable now. And if you say that is 
wrong and that's ungodly. You're stupid. And you just need to shut up and disappear. You ain't got no sense. That's the world's attitude. So when the devil starts working on you through people, through influences of just, hey, you know, let up, ease up, back away a little bit. Ain't nobody believes that anymore. It's the devil talking to you. It's the devil talking to you. That voice in your mind that wants to dismiss boundaries and standards because they're old-fashioned and belong to another generation and another time. That's the voice of the devil. Believe me, that's the voice of the devil. Morality does not change. If it was wrong a hundred years ago, it's wrong now. The generations that... The generations before us were not stupid. And this generation is not the first to know about the birds and the bees. And they're not superior in their knowledge about the matter either. And they have certainly not improved upon it with their promiscuous, ungodly ways. Amen. Amen. They think they have. You say, why did you say that? Because they think they have. Like every other matter in life, they think they know more. They're more informed. They're superior in every way. Bunch of numbskulls, knuckle-headed teenagers is what they act like. Think they know everything. Don't be fooled by the subtle voice of Satan that speaks to your pride and deceives you and makes a fool of you. Don't be fooled. Build upon what is already known to be true and pure and right and that which leads to holiness and happiness. Build upon that. It has always amazed me that every generation will build upon the knowledge of the previous generation when it comes to earthly things like cars and trucks and industry and building things and technology. Every generation don't just scrap it all and start over. (laughs) They take what that generation learned and that generation learned and they add to it and build upon it. But when it comes to morality, it seems like every generation just scraps everything and says, we're going to make up our own mind about this. Mm-hmm. You know, that might have been okay for your day, but it's not this, that's, this is not the world you lived in. Don't make no difference. People are people. It doesn't matter what age, where, what country, what color, what language. It's like old Brother Burns said, folks are folks. And human nature never changes. And morality never changes. And the law of God never changes. And this book never changes. So there ain't no need in us changing. And letting the devil talk you into it. Don't be a fool and believe the devil's lies and scrap it all to start over and make your own personalized moral code for living. That's idolatry. And if you do that, you're not even a believer. In Christ. You're not even a real believer. Amen. I was thinking the other day, you know, when I was young, I used to dream about preaching. Can you believe that? I dreamed at night about preaching. I dreamed last night about preaching and pleading with people. You know, that's not where I got my message. But I mean, I'm just saying... This ain't no game with me. And it's real. Man, it's real. And we're we're in the heat of it. When is everybody going to wake up? 
listen to what I've said tonight. Apply it in your life. Man, put up some boundaries. Put up some gates. Shut the doors to this world and this ungodliness that's just, it's just saturating everybody and everything. Making the work of God impossible. Fill your mind with the Word of God and good things. And, 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 you say, you're just saying you just got to read that book and that's all. No, there's lots of more that you can read that's good. Like the book I, we've been talking about that we've been reading. There's much more. Why don't anybody want to avail themselves of that? I found that that's a great mystery to me. Not really. But I mean, I see that. You can't get nobody to read anything anymore. Nobody's interested in that. They'd rather sit and watch reels. Yeah. And laugh. And wonder at... The stupid things people do. And instead of sitting down and taking time to read about some other person's life who lived for God and all God did and the miracles of God, what would happen if we'd fill our minds with that kind of stuff and realize the honor that's really due to the work of God and His people? I think it'd make a world of difference. He'd turn this world off. It's time to shut the door, I'm telling you. Or the ranks are going to get way thinner before Jesus comes. Father, thank you for everybody that sat here and listened this long. I, I pray you'd help it to do some good. I know a lot of people will hear this, and I pray that it helps somebody. And Lord, that it delivers somebody from the snares of the devil and his lying tricks. Help us all. Lord, we're in the we're in the heat of the battle here, and the, the, this is the the power of darkness seems to be prevailing in this time that we're living in. Please help us. Please watch over these children. Please help us to watch over them. Please help us to protect them and ourselves from these all these gates that are left open, and the devil has free entrance into our hearts and minds and souls. Please, Lord, work. I pray. And help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.